Welcome to Living With, a podcast about the stories and people behind Health Union. Health Union integrates the power of human connection and technology, uniting people in the shared experiences of life with chronic health conditions. I'm Emily Downward. This episode is part of our series featuring the 2022 Social Health Award winners. The Social Health Awards recognize and celebrate those individuals who are essential to the ongoing conversations and connections made through social health. The Caregiving Champion Award celebrates the caregivers who tirelessly raise awareness to better the lives of loved ones. Our 2022 Caregiving Champion Award winner is Elle Cole, who is a mom of twin daughters, one of whom is living with both sickle cell disease and type 1 diabetes. Elle serves as a parent health advocate for both illnesses. Welcome, Elle. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. What does it mean to you to win the Caregiving Champion Award? I feel like it's a win for my community. Sickle cell is considered the most common genetic disorder in the world, but we all don't always hear about it, and we all don't get to really understand what it means. And so when... A person wins an award, it helps to raise awareness, it helps to bring recognition to that illness. And so I feel like it's a win for my community at large, and I'm honored. When was your daughter diagnosed with sickle cell disease and type 1 diabetes? Did both diagnoses happen at the same time? No, the diagnosis did not happen at the same time. For my daughter's first diagnosis, when she was born, Of course, I have twins, but when we were in the hospital, right after I gave birth, they did what is called newborn screening, and they did a heel test, and that test determined that she had sickle cell disease, and it was later confirmed, three months later, they they retest, um, and it was confirmed that she did, in fact, have sickle cell hemoglobin SS. When she was six years old, she started to have some complications and they did not seem like they were sickle cell related. And so when she was six, we went to the hospital and it was confirmed that she had an autoimmune disease, which is type one diabetes. How do those conditions affect her? So I'm gonna start with type one diabetes because I think that is the disease for our family that is a daily challenge. And I know for many people that have type one diabetes, there may not be a relative that has it in their family or a history. It's an autoimmune disease. So sometimes there can be a genetic um, marker that can determine that a person has uh, type one diabetes. But for my daughter, I do have kind of, I had the knowledge because my husband has type 1 diabetes, but never, we had never thought that our daughter would have type 1 diabetes. It was really kind of a shock to us and it was news to us. So um, for her, she has to be on insulin daily. And so that's why I said it really affects our day-to-day life because everything that she eats, we have to add up the carbs. Sometimes we have to weigh her food And if you can imagine, we eat three times a day, we eat two snacks, 
She goes to school. She has friends. She likes to eat with them. Eat, eating is such a social thing. And so everything that she consumes, we really have to account for it and add it up. And she has to put it in her insulin pump. And, you know, she wears an insulin pump and also a Dexcom that can sometimes beep and alert. And you can see it sometimes because it has tubing. So it's something that is visible. And so I think for us, that is the disease that has a daily impact. So I sometimes think that we're trying to make sure that she stays alive daily because mm -hmm. of type 1 diabetes, which is, you know, it sounds like it's a tall order, and it really is. Yes, things have gotten better. Yes, having an insulin pump is a lifesaver in many ways, but it's still challenging because you know, it's almost like we have to be mathematicians to calculate the foods that she eats so that we make sure that she has the right amount of insulin. And so for us, that is our biggest challenge and something that can change so many things affected. For sickle cell disease, for her, it's not as prevalent and it doesn't show up in our life every day. However, when you look at her, you can notice that her eyes are more yellow. She has a twin sister. And so you can visibly see some differences because she has sickle cell disease. She's about to be in crisis or if she's getting sick, it is more apparent. And so that's something that people can visibly see when, um, whenever they see her. And so she also, as she's getting older, she has more complications than she did when she was younger. And so sickle cell is progressive. And so we're still trying to learn all we can to keep her healthy. What resources have you found that are essential to your life as a caregiver? Wow. <laughs> so there is a network called the Caregiver Action Network. And I think that's a really fantastic resource. Because for me, I face a lot of different things as a caregiver because I, I don't have a regular job. I have, I'm an entrepreneur, so I have to really be flexible with my time. And sometimes when my daughter is sick, especially, things can get a little hectic because I have, you know, I'm trying to care for her and I'm trying to work at the same time. And it can be like a juggling act. And so the Caregiver Action Network really just encourages me to know that I'm not alone. Also, um, last year, I partnered with the Sickle Cell Community Consortium, and we created a summit that is a caregiver summit. And so the Sickle Cell Community Consortium, they now have resources for caregivers, and they're really my go-to for research, for information, to connect pharmaceutical companies that are creating new treatments, to sit in on focus groups. I would say they're really the hub of and the foundation of how I am able to learn what's new in the sickle cell world. And that's really important for a disease, a disease that can be so life-changing. Absolutely. And those are great resources. Thank you for sharing. So in addition to parenting and being an entrepreneur and caregiving, <laughs> you have a full plate. Why did you choose to become a health advocate as well? So I feel like health advocacy chose me, and I, <laughs> I'm not trying to say something cliche. I'm, I'm being really honest. I was an introvert by nature, and when 
my daughter, when I first heard about sickle cell disease, I really didn't understand it. I have no one else in my family who has it. My husband, we met in college, he has no one else in his family who has it. But sickle cell disease has made a huge impact on our family. It has literally changed everything that we do, the places we go, the places we work, the food we eat, everything. And so because it's had such a big impact on my life, I said, in many ways, I felt blindsided because my husband and I did not know we had the sickle cell trait. And so I felt like other people should have an opportunity to know more about their genetics and more about you know, genetic disorders and autoimmune diseases because they can really affect a person's life. And for me, it affects my daughter's life, but I wanna be able to tell her as she grows that I've done everything in my capability to make sure that she has a wonderful life. Just like I expect her sister to have a wonderful life, I wanna give her that same opportunity and I owe it to her. So because I feel like that is a direct part of who I am as a parent and how I parent, then I have to show up as an advocate. I have to speak out even when I'm afraid, even when I don't want people to know, I have to raise awareness because people and children deserve to have a good quality of life. And the only way we can make a difference is if we stop hiding <laughs> behind closed doors and speak up and say something, raise awareness, increase the funding, encourage people to give blood. Those are things that daily I say I'm committed to showing up and doing these things. That's awesome. I think you do it very well. Thank you. And I think one of the things I love about your work is that you advocate for multiple things. It's not just sickle cell and type 1 diabetes, although you do those, but you also have advocated for homeschooling and for being a parent of multiples. And I love how you combine them all because we're not just one thing. Absolutely. And for me, it's when, when my daughter was two, her pediatrician recommended that I homeschool. And so it was like, on top of everything else, I'm going to homeschool. <laughs> but it was, it was something that allowed me to really build a connection with my daughter, to teach her how to learn her body, how to understand. And so now that she's in school, I can send her to school with the freedom that my daughter knows how to take care of herself for the most part, because I've spent year, years of training teaching her how to recognize what her body is telling her. And so it's given me more of a, a comfort now that I am sending her to school. So yes, I advocate for homeschooling and just for all parents, because I think parenting is, is huge and we all have to do it in different ways. Yes, I'm a caregiver, but I believe that it is a role that many parents play in different ways, whether their child has a visible um, disease or illness, but it's something that you have to have courage to do. And I believe that when you see other people doing it, it makes it easier for you. Absolutely. Why do you think advocacy is important or essential for sickle cell disease and type 1 diabetes? So I'm going to go with type 1 diabetes first because I know people often see me talking about sickle cell disease. Type 1 diabetes isn't a rare disorder, and people have a lot of misconceptions about it. And I remember when my daughter was first diagnosed, I was somewhat 
afraid to tell people because I thought they would say things like, oh, your daughter ate too much candy. She had too much sweets when my daughter actually didn't eat candy or sweets. And so it was a lot of myth that really surrounded the diagnosis. And I said, what if our community had more education and more understanding about this? You know, if you speak up, you can help change the lens that people have when it comes to this autoimmune disease. I mentioned that my husband also has type 1 diabetes, and I really didn't understand it. Even after I married him, it wasn't until my daughter was diagnosed that I was able to really learn and I really committed myself to the research. And so I feel like when you're an advocate, it's something that you're not just doing for yourself because there is a part of, you know, self-fulfillment that comes with it, but you're doing it on behalf of others. And, you know, sometimes people have a saying that says hurt people, hurt people. Well, that's the negative view. But when you help people, you also help yourself. So you can really flip that. And I feel like when you're advocating, you're helping yourself, you're helping your loved ones, and you're helping the world at large. When it comes to sickle cell disease, I mentioned that it was the most common genetic disorder in the world. And because of that, I feel like we have to talk about it in um, and amplify the message in a greater volume. Why? Because more people are getting diagnosed with it. And I feel like if we had really done a great job early on to educate people about how, how genetic diseases are passed on and about what the precursors are, I think people could have made better decisions. And so we can't go back in time, but we can go from where we are right now and say, this is what exists. This is how you get it. This is how you prevent it. These are some treatments that are going to make the future better. And I think I would love to live in a world where there were a cure for both sickle cell and type 1 diabetes. And I think we are getting closer to that. Um, a universal cure is something that I desire because I know that everybody's story with these diseases is different. And not everybody who has them gets to live a long life. And so I think that um, just being a person and given an opportunity to make your mark on the world, you should be able to do that without the fear of having these type of diseases. And so I know that advocacy makes a huge difference. It increases the, the funding. It increases people's desire to research and make life better for others. And so, yes, advocacy is important, but you can advocate on a variety of ways. You can share someone's post. You can send an encouraging letter. You can volunteer at a nonprofit organization that specializes in that illness. You can tell someone else about the illness. You can do so many different things that can make a big impact. And I think if everybody just did one thing for an illness, in my case, you know, for sickle cell or type 1 diabetes, I think it would make a world of difference. I love those examples you gave, too, of how each of us can, can take those actions. Thank you. If there was one thing you, you had known at the beginning of your journey that would have helped you, what would you say to yourself back then? Or what would you share with people who are just starting out learning that their child has an autoimmune disease 
or a genetic condition? I would tell myself, don't be afraid. Because I can remember those first moments of being told the diagnosis and I was afraid. I didn't know what the future would hold, but I would say, don't be afraid. Research, become a part of the community, learn, embrace the community, learn from others. And tell people, don't be ashamed. Let people know, use your voice. Sometimes we tell little kids, use your words. Yeah. And I think there are times in when it comes to healthcare and different diagnoses that we often don't have the words to describe the feelings that come along with that. But I've used my pain to become a writer, to share my story, to understand my story, and to make sure that my story is a part of the future for myself, but also the future for my children. And I think that is the beauty of life. You can change certain things. You have control over certain things. And if you trust your instinct, if you do your research and you lead with love and you partner with your healthcare team, life can be great. Not just good, not just bearable, but great. And so that's where I am today. And I think it's through advocacy, through the love of my family, through support, through being honest with people when days are hard, because yes, people see me showing up on social media, but there are some days when I don't. <laughs> and there are some days when I just use auto schedulers because some days are really hard. Some days are tougher than others. And so I don't want people to think that everything is great all the time because it's not. But I can say that I feel hopeful. And so I would tell myself then, you have hope, you can do it, continue to speak up and lead with love. Oh, I love I love that lead with love. That's, that's so important, right? Um, beautiful. Where can people find you online? So my home online is cleverlychanging.com. I also have another website called sicklecellbooks.com because I've written three sickle cell books. But on social media, I'm at Cleverly Changing, and that's on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So you can connect with me if you send me a message. Like on Twitter, that's where I do a lot of chatting. Um, I'm at Cleverly Changing without the G on the end. So connect with me. I'm definitely approachable. I'm here to be a resource and support my community. Well, Elle, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for all that you do and congratulations on winning this award. Thank you so much for the opportunity and thank you for allowing me to talk to you today. Cole continues her caregiving and advocacy work for both type 1 diabetes and sickle cell disease, and you can find her online at cleverlychanging.com. Elle is one of the award-winning patient leaders in Health Union's Social Health Network. Health Union is the leader in social health, with 40 condition-specific online communities, including sicklecell.com, and the Social Health Network, which encompasses more than 100,000 patient leaders covering nearly every health condition. 
You can learn more at health-union.com. Thank you for listening to Living With. I'm Emily Downward.